everyone, please tell me that is you. <laughs> Welcome to Life According to Corey, a podcast where nothing is off limits. I am your host, Corey O'Brien, and I'm so excited that you are joining me. Guys, we made it to a new year. We really did, and I could not be happier. I'm also super grateful because I have been home for the holidays. So I have been with family and I have had time to reflect on this past year and also just focus on what really matters. And on the first day of 2021, I sat down and I envisioned how I wanted this year to go, which I feel like I'm not alone in. I feel like pretty much everyone does that the first day or the first week of a new year. And I mean, unless you were the gays in Mexico that were drowning on that boat, well then, no, you were focused on other things and serves you right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> if you don't know about it, Google it. But I thought about what I wanted to accomplish this year and what I wanted to bring into my life. And most importantly, what I will allow into my life. One of the main words that keeps popping up in my head is release. For me, it's calming even saying it. And I hope today, if you haven't already, that you release anything in your life that no longer serves you. Over the past week, I've taken a look at my relationships, my career, my goals, different ideas of mine, and so much more to see what am I holding on to that actually is not helping me in the long run. And after looking at these things, I realized there were a few things in my life that I wanted no parts of anymore. (laughs) And one of them being a friendship of over 14 years. Yeah. Um, Let me explain. This friendship... I don't even call it a friendship anymore. But this person, I have known her since I was a kid. We were best friends, okay? Like, we did everything together. And I loved her. She was so sweet and always positive and so kind. We also had, like, the same type of goals and aspirations. And we always would talk about how we were going to get out of our hometown and accomplish all of our dreams together. It was just like the childhood shit that you do with your best friend. But the funny thing was, we actually did it. We left our hometown and we stayed best friends for all those years, living together on and off and spending the majority of our time together. But I started to realize that her idea of a friendship did not align with mine. I won't go too far into her business because that's not for me to do. Um, However, I know she has had different struggles that I have seen with my own two eyes and I've tried to do everything in my power to help her. What I can confidently say is she has been a terrible friend to me over the past few years. I mean terrible, like fucked me over didn't have my back, and just has been incredibly selfish. And yes, I have talked to her about it. I have sat down with her and I've had many conversations. I have heard the, I'm sorry, I'll do better, and then literally radio silence until I reach out. Normally, I am someone that cuts people out of my life that do me wrong. Because in my eyes, there is no point for the back and forth or arguing. 
life is too short and I'm just not going to fucking do that with you. But I realized with her, I had a soft spot. And to be honest, I held on to guilt, I think, because she knew me before rehab. She knew me when I was fucking up my life and she always supported me. She was always there for me. But then I got help. Then I took accountability and then I made a change. And over the past couple of years, I realized I have not seen a change in my friend for quite some time. It's always excuses. It's always apologies. Or my favorite, she just ignores me altogether because she's embarrassed that she can never stick to her word. Ooh, okay. I'm getting hype. <laughs> and listen, I'm not about to drag someone on this podcast because what good will that do? I'm thankful that she was a part of my life and that there was once a friendship because I did learn so much from it. And I really never viewed her as a friend. I was only viewing her as family. So I never imagined I would be done with someone that I felt that loyal to. However, I realized that you do not have to accept less than what you deserve. Whether it be in a friendship, a romantic relationship, or even from a family member. I was thinking, just because this person has been a part of my life for so long, because they have seen me struggle and they were there for me once upon a time so fucking long ago, (laughs) that I need to accept the bare minimum. Literally not even. Like, nothing like she was giving me nothing (laughs) and honestly it's because this girl needs help but you cannot help anyone who does not want to help themselves so this is me releasing goodbye bitch this is me letting go goodbye bitch and move on Because we are not wasting time on anyone anymore, okay? Whether it be friendships, a relationship. If someone is not giving you what you deserve, then we are not going to have them in our lives, okay? Goodbye. Talk never. Leave me alone. You're out of my life. And that's on that. (laughs) but please make sure to give yourself what you deserve first before you judge others for what they bring into your life my reasoning is if we treat ourselves like shit we will ultimately invite others to do the same and one of the ways that we treat ourselves like shit is negative self-talk which is something that I think we should all be releasing in 2021, by the way. (laughs) Like, why do we do it? What are the benefits of it? Please, someone let me know. (laughs) Because I'm wondering, has negative self-talk psyched anyone out and actually made them work harder? Or has anyone told themselves like how terrible they were as a person and that made them become a better boyfriend or girlfriend or like has someone woken up one day and like been like, wow, I finally like love what I see in the mirror after telling themselves like how ugly they were for years. Well, I think the answer is fuck. No, like it doesn't work. (laughs) 
I can attest to it, okay? Because for so many years, I spoke to myself with such hatred and anger and disgust. And I won't bore you with all the details, but I realized that after everything I went through and all the different people I've had in my life, I, in fact, treated myself worse than anyone. And it was a wake-up call because I was like, how the fuck am I going to judge or be angry at someone that doesn't give me respect when I don't even respect myself? And that's what happens with negative self-talk. You end up spiraling. I wasn't giving myself any sort of love or compassion and I decided to change that and that change started in rehab for me. I began journaling daily and a girl in rehab mentioned to me, oh, which by the way, she was really cool. She was like this married girl, but while in rehab, she was like hooking up with all these other girls and (laughs) I was like, okay, girl, like cool it. Your husband's going to find out and like get super pissed. But anyways, she told me to repeat to myself three times every single night before I go to bed that I am beautiful. And it had nothing to do with physical appearance or anything like that, but who I was altogether. And I began doing it and it felt fucking weird. (laughs) I remember thinking, okay, this is so strange. Hearing myself say that I am beautiful out loud sound kind of fake and kind of funny, but I forced myself to do it. And eventually it became habit. And with the work that I was doing daily in rehab, whether it be the therapy or AA meetings or just finally being fucking honest for once in my life, I actually started to believe that I was beautiful, that my flaws and my shortcomings and my insecurities, they were all beautiful. And it might seem crazy that after years of someone hating himself, he started finding love for himself. And you might ask, what the fuck did you do? How did you do it? (laughs) And I want to say that you can't hate your way into loving yourself. It just won't work. You know, I mentioned earlier that I have enjoyed my time home for the holidays because I'm usually someone that is constantly on the go. But celebrating the holidays here and ringing in a new year reminded me of my childhood. Because, I mean, I pretty much left right after high school to dance and went a bunch of places and then landed in rehab and now in L.A. (laughs) But actually, some might say L.A. is just as sad as rehab, and they're not lying. (laughs) But while celebrating the New Year, I always think back to the last one and the one before that. And this New Year's Eve, I was thinking about the one I spent with my grandma and my cousins. In eighth grade, my parents sent me away because I was basically running around with my girlfriend. And I would. Yes. Yes, I said girlfriend. (laughs) But we were doing drugs, drinking, setting things on fire. I honestly don't even ask. Like, she was obsessed with setting things on fire. It was so fucking weird. But basically, my parents just had no fucking clue what to do with me. They saw their gay son involved with some butch girl, and they just could not control me. So they told me that I was going to spend a week in New York with my grandma. Or... I mean, that's what they said, because I stayed there for nine months. So I lived in this house with my grandma, my grandpa, and 
five foster kids. It was a shit show. Like, my parents thought I was going to get my act together. I don't know. What I was doing was obviously a cry for help. I was the gayest boy dating the biggest lesbian ever. (laughs) And honestly, maybe we weren't even, like, drug addicts. We just, like, needed to let everyone know how gay we were. (laughs) but no i mean i ended up being an addict but anyways new york was interesting to say the least i mean i acted out in so many different ways such as using or stealing because i felt like no one wanted me around i didn't understand why i was the one that was being sent away and not my siblings but i mean now of course i know (laughs) however being 12 13 years old and you aren't really thinking straight or taking accountability, especially when you're doing drugs. Like, why would anyone else be sent away besides me? My sister was older than me, a grown-ass adult. My brother wasn't doing drugs. (laughs) I just took it personal, when in fact it was personal. That's okay. I was fucking up. I was being a little shit. But altogether, it was a tough time living there. Um, It's where I first tried cocaine. It's where I first was with a guy (laughs) who I met off of a gay LOL chat room. And um, I used to go to the grocery store with my older cousin and I would steal alcohol by stuffing the bottles in my pants. Um, What the fuck? I can't entirely like put my finger on what I was feeling at the time of my life. But what I can say is that I did not think of any consequences or really cared about any. I was super careless with my health and I mean which ultimately means I was careless with my life. But anyways, let's get back to the point. I remember my New Year's Eve with my grandma. All the kids were running around the house as she was like telling all of us to calm the fuck down. <laughs> and her and I always had this special bond out of all of her children and her grandchildren, which she had seven of her own, and then fostered five kids after that. Um, And her and I were always the closest. And we were sitting on the couch, and she put her arm around me, and she told me that I reminded her of her brother. And she told me how close her and her brother were, and how much she loved him. And she was telling me all these different funny stories about them as children, and what games they would play, and how different the lives of children were today compared to when she was a kid she went on for a little bit and she told me more and more stories about them and it was nice because i have never really heard my grandma talk about her childhood or really where she came from she was very very strong-minded she was very opinionated but she never really got vulnerable in this way and it was really interesting to see my grandma like that And then she said, after her brother took his own life, she found magazines of gay men underneath his bed. And I was a, I was frozen. Okay. Like I was pretty much in some sort of shock because I of course had no idea that she even had a brother in the first place, let alone a brother that took his own life. But then in that moment, I knew exactly what she meant. I knew that she was acknowledging that I was gay. 
and she was giving me her support and letting me know that she didn't care. In fact, she loved me for who I was. And I feel like that's why she was always protective over me and always had my back. She never wanted me to feel alone for who I was or feel misunderstood. And she wanted to let me know that she understood somewhat of what I was going through. And my grandma passed about seven months after we had that conversation. And I came out a month after she passed away and then acted like a damn hoe. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was literally a child. But that is a fond memory I have of my grandma and New Year's Eve. It's something that I hold close to my heart. Something that really, I feel like, shaped my life in a way, especially when I needed it the most, because I was crazy. Okay, let's call it what it was. (laughs) But I am forever grateful that I had someone in my life that was there for me when I needed them. But enough with all this reminiscing. What I thought was going to be a stressful trip home has actually turned into something greater than I could have imagined. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, Pennsylvania is still pretty lame. (laughs) There was actually someone that I performed with here a couple years ago who was just arrested for stealing a Red Bull and a Porsche. Let that sink in. He literally took his time to go to a convenience store to get a Red Bull, steal it, and then go to a car dealership and steal a Porsche. If you were not able to afford the Red Bull, no one is shocked that you were not able to afford the Porsche. Okay, no one. You know what? Maybe he needed energy to go steal the Porsche. So he was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to get a Red Bull. But he was like, oh, wait, I don't have money. That's why I'm stealing the Porsche. So I have to steal this Red Bull. And he thought Red Bull would give him wings. So he would like fly away in the Porsche. (laughs) I don't know why I find this so funny. But honestly, I give him credit because, yeah, Pennsylvania is boring as fuck. And when I'm bored, I go to the gym. And when he's bored, he was like, I'm going to get a new car. I'm parched and I'm going to get a new car. <laughs> like, bitch, Corvette, Corvette, hop in the motherfucking jet. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's illegal, but it is also going after what you want. So it shows dedication and also passion. <laughs> okay, wait, I feel like I need to say this. I know we're all like hee and everything and I'm making light of the situation, but I need you all to know do not steal. It's not cool. And you can't bring your Porsche with you to prison. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. And I really hope it was a reminder to some of you to let go and release anything in your life that is no longer a positive force. 2020 was a bitch. (laughs) But We learned so many things from it and do not take any shit in 2021 and make sure to always treat yourself the way you deserve to be treated. Before you guys go, please make sure to subscribe, share, and leave a review and keep coming back because I'm so grateful that you guys take the time out of your day to listen and I can't wait for you guys to hear more. Till next time, motherfuckers, and a happy new year. Okay, bye.